Hello, welcome to the Full English, the United Kingdom's Airbnb podcast, the place to learn how to buy, host and grow your Airbnb business, specifically in the United Kingdom, helping you to learn, grow and become an Airbnb success. Today I'm speaking to Justina. She founded her company Cozy Spaces on the eve of the pandemic. Working her way through the trials and tribulations of this very difficult period, she's come out the other side with a successful and growing short-term rental business. Her properties are in the Leeds and Burnley area. In this conversation we learn about those two locations, how they are different from one another and what makes a good short-term rental property in each. Justina specialises in accommodating contractors. She explains why she has targeted them, as well as how she's done it successfully. She's an absolute inspiration. I hope you enjoy the conversation. Let's get straight into it. Hi, Justina. Welcome to the show. Hi. It's great to have you with us today. I always like to start, Justina, with you just telling me a little bit about your background, what you've done uh, with your sort of life and career so far and how you've got into short-term rentals. Um, it'd be great if you could just start off by telling us a little bit about that for a couple of minutes. So hello and a uh, pleasure to be here. Thank you for the invite. Um, okay, where do I start? I've started to be interested in service accommodation in 2018, I think. Um, and it, it it looked like a really interesting way um, into getting into property. Compare in comparison to you know back mm-hmm. to lets or any BRs, it's relatively very low cost to get into it, and you can use the cash flow for something else. It's much quicker return. So mm-hmm. yeah, so I've got into service accommodation after a lot of research, a lot of doubts, a lot of uh, questions, a lot of stalking of people who were in uh, quite big in service accommodation at that time. And I've, I've started properly, uh, probably at the end of 20, at the very end of the 2019, unofficially, and then officially in 2020, just before the lovely COVID hit. Um, I've signed one of my first properties just days before we had a press conference and Boris saying, you got to stay home. Nightmare. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. yeah, it was lovely. Yeah, so since then, obviously. Um, before before you move on from that, just tell us a bit more about that sort of that first property that you took on, and um, the journey that you went through in relation to that. You said you sort of stalked people and sort of the research process that you went through, and how did you I mean, kind not, of how did you go from zero to that journey from zero to signing that first property? Oh God, um, I mean, I don't, I don't mean. I've stocked them quite literally, mm. <laughs> just FYI, just for the reference. Yeah. No, it was more like this. Uh, th- there was a lot of, and still is, a lot of people share the journeys. A lot of people, there's a lot of free information there. Obviously, I've attended some training courses. I always would always say, definitely do training courses that are available out there. They pick the right one, obviously. Um, but it's definitely worth it for, you You got to know, you 
everything and most of the courses do do provide that um what was the journey okay what was the journey? oh it was very stressful but then somebody because I've started I've started saying to people around me that this is what I'm going this is what I'm going and this is what I'm going to do and somebody tagged me in the in the advert on Facebook and it was just I've, uh, from there I had to I've had a, a message conversation mm. we agreed that I will come over to have a look and I was really stressed <laughs> or oh, not stressed but you can imagine and um I went in and it was relatively easy. It was very, the, uh, the guy was very laid back and he's like, yeah, fine. <laughs> you can pick mm-hmm, the keys, mm-hmm. whatever. So it wasn't, it wasn't anything, you know, too much of a, of, it, it wasn't yeah. too hard, if that makes sense. Yeah. And is that a um, rent to rent um, deal, that one with the landlord? That was, that was on the management agreement. So yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, fantastic. So, you pay you pay him monthly. Do you give him a fixed amount per month, or he gives you a proportion of the rent? Yeah. So basically, it's a guaranteed rent. The way I yeah. pitch it to the landlords is is a way you can you can let it out to you know to to a tenant where you're not really that much in a control of your property, or you can let it out on the management basis. Or, or lease um mm-hmm. where i will pay your monthly fee again it depends how you call it because it's how sometimes it depends how you structure it because for the landlord to claim the tax benefits from service accommodation it can be it's 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 just wording sometimes so but essentially essentially we pay to the owner a monthly set fee and then he don't have to worry about anything else yeah and then you don't you can go and rent it for as much as you want and and you make the difference well as much as i want wouldn't be um correct answer or correct description you still have to as maybe as much as you can because you always try to push those the, the the ceiling of of the of the current pricing but if you it very much depends where you go to who who you're customers are customer advertised and it will depend on the the quality of the property the quality of the furnishings and how much work you actually put in mm-hmm. i do see a lot of people say that it's very easy money and oh you know you can get whatever you want you can quadruple or triple your money and it's not always the case i think that's very important to just to say that that it's you, you can't just charge whatever you want or you, you can't make the numbers up. We obviously have competition and competition is growing. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people do switch to service accommodation. A lot of landlords want to switch because they get much better return, even with, you know, being on the right product and doing everything absolutely by book. It is that the return is still better than you you could get with buy to let. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, great. So, <coughs> Justina, whereabouts do um whereabouts do you live? Just roughly. So I I'm based in Leeds. You're based in Leeds, but I know you've got properties in Leeds and in Burnley, haven't you? That's correct. Yeah. And I think was one of your first ones in in Burnley, or have I got it back to front? That's correct. Yes. Yeah. So, tell us a bit about Burnley and a bit about Leeds and some of the 
let's talk about some of the differences between the two towns um, and, and stroke cities, um, especially in terms of short term rental and why they're good or not so good or whatever it might be for uh, for short term rentals. So pick one first. Perhaps tell us about Leeds first and then we'll talk about Burnley and then talk about the differences. Well, um, first of all, obviously, it's very hard to compare Burnley and Leeds, I would say, because mm. Burnley is quite small. It's very you know, a small town. Leeds is much bigger. Leeds is a city and it's a growing city with a lot going on. And I think I've mentioned that on our call that I feel like Leeds is like a little, you know, a mini, not mini, but little London, because it's just yeah. it gives me that kind of feeling. And there's a lot of going on in Leeds. There's a lot of money being invested in Leeds. Whereas in Burnley, Burnley is a small town in, you know, in the in the middle of the fields, as I say it. There's, it's yeah, just yeah. surrounded by other small towns. So you don't get that much. It's I, I would say Burnley, it's, Burnley is better for bike to lets than service accommodation. This is the easier way to put it. There's, there isn't mm. a lot of money, but that that side of the country or that that area in Burnley or in surrounding towns they're more of the industry uh, industrial towns so there's mm -hmm. a lot of manufacturing going on because of the cost of the um, labor as well as the estates including mm -hmm. including the warehouses etc so mm -hmm. so it, I would say service accommodation would be more aimed at holiday travelers and occasionally you know people that go for hikes i get um i get more people staying for as a because they have an issue with the current accommodation and i've had contracts with with the council and um different housing mm -hmm. um housing companies that's comparing clients in Leeds where I get quite a lot of contractors in Burnley it's just it's not the same it's not the same market yeah 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 okay okay so just sticking with Burnley for a minute how does that pan out in terms of how much occupancy you get and how much you can charge in Burnley does that mean that you can charge less and you have more um, more vacant periods I mean because ultimately, ultimately, you don't really care who's within reason. You don't care who's staying there. It's more how much you can charge, as long as they don't trash the place, how much you can charge um, and, and how often it's going to be booked, isn't it? No, not really. I would really disagree with that, especially if it's rental properties too. When I say rental, they are on, on the lease with the landlord. I We furnish houses from top to bottom. So I do absolutely 100% care who stays at the properties. We do extensive screening and there are processes in place. We take details and speak with the people who stay there. And in no way we let anybody in, in the property if I don't feel like mm -hmm. they shouldn't mm -hmm. be there or there's any high risk. And I think it's... Whatever I'm doing, I think it's it's quite good because in uh, Touchwood, in all the years that I've been running service accommodation, I haven't had a chargeback or any issues in mm. that respect. So if, if they would do a, a little bit more screening, then maybe that evaluate, you know, get rid of the fact that 
there are chargebacks in some companies and just quite a few. Mm -hmm. Um, So who in terms of the price range? Yes, absolutely. They are different because the properties are different as well. Um, The price is much lower in Burnley because of the, again, type of the house. And I think it's quite unique from what else is available in the area. So that gives me a bit of an advantage. Occupancy levels, again, it depends. It can be up, it can, it can be down sometimes. Sometimes it's just in terms of making only a few hundreds on that property and then a thousand on another month. It depends. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's it's relatively low cost um, to me anyway, so it's it's okay. Yeah, okay. And then Leeds, sort of much much bigger place, much more vibrant, um, different type of um, client stroke visitor in Leeds. Um, and then I know that you've you've come around to the idea, you've discovered somehow. And I'm going to ask you now how you've done that, but you've discovered the idea of uh, contractors staying in some of your Leeds properties. Um, first of all, how did you come across that idea? Um, was that something that just evolved naturally um, and then you've started to play to it more? Or is that something that you specifically decided early on that's what you wanted? I think it was decided early on. How it come about, I don't know. It's industry, industry known thing. Everybody wants contractors. Mm-hmm. Not everybody able to, you know, get contractors. Um, on the trainings that I went, contractors were mentioned quite a few times, and yeah, it, it just it was a, it was something that I was working towards, I suppose, or catering for from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. I think for the for the couple of reasons, if it's a holiday, if I'm catering for a holiday market, I would buy and make, I would first probably buy and make that place special and stand out because there's mm-hmm. a big, a lot of competition, especially, especially with the IKEA furniture and, and uh, B&M or range covers and, and cushions. Yeah. So that I would definitely, you know, I would, I would go and do it that way with contractors it's a it's less painful i would say given the quality of the accommodation that i've had it will naturally attract lower paying guests for me the lower paying the lower the more lower paying guests are the more the more problematic they will be mm-hmm. and that's just it's just how it is and yeah. for me to spend how- more time I was going to say, how do you, um, if you do, you said from early on you were looking to cater for um, for contractors. What did that look like? How how did you gear up and what kind of things were you doing to make your properties attractive uh, for contractors? I mean, I've heard of people putting um, like foosball tables um, in there, which is something which is apparently contractors like, I suppose, makes sense if you've got a group of group of people together. It depends. It depends which kind of contractors you go for, I suppose. Not everybody's the same, but I will. Uh, I, I would want to debunk more common misconception about contractors not caring of sharing bedrooms. They do care. So that's the first tip, I suppose. They don't. That, they don't want to share bedrooms. 
they will not share bedrooms now. Yeah, or at least yeah, the yeah. contractors that I work with, which is fair enough. I can yeah. totally understand that. Nobody, you know, not not everybody would like to be sharing a bedroom when after after a very long day at work, especially if they're all strangers. Um, and how do I cater? It's just making space comfortable for my customer all the time, I suppose. Mm-hmm. From the experience, mm-hmm. from the communication with them, from questions, because we don't we don't let people in and just forget about them and try to make conversations. And I think a lot of people do always forget also that it's just not about sticking the automations and sticking property on Airbnb and then forgetting about it. Because hey, you know, you millionaire suddenly. Uh, it's it's a lot of hard work and trying to understand your customer base. And mm-hmm. understanding that you don't just have one customer, you have a, a range of customers, people who stay and people who book. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, okay. And um, so you get some quite a few contractors coming into your properties and then that sort of quite naturally leads on to conversation with regards to short term rentals in relation to sort of more medium term rentals. Um, what's the typical period of stay for if you get a house or an apartment booked out by contractors typically how long might they stay in that property it could be anywhere from 14 days or 14 nights they usually tend to stay between mondays and fridays mm. and we we try to cater for that to to just give the give out the time that they need as opposed to them paying for the weekend and the time that they don't use the property however some prefer just to have it outright so they can leave the stuff at the property um it could be it depends on the contract it could be anywhere like i said could be anywhere from two weeks to months mm-hmm. um yeah well, that's interesting so if, you, if you had someone stay in there for a month say or two months whatever say two months and um but they didn't want the weekends they were going to go somewhere else go back to whatever at the weekend um, and you had all those weekends available, then would you then be looking to then let the property again over the weekends? Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, great. That's good 100%. Then, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, okay. So, with the, the, if someone takes it for two weeks, three, four weeks, how do you see that in your head? If someone's going to take property for three or four weeks compared to continually doing real short term lets, you know, weekends, a couple of days in the week. What's the difference, the main differences between those two situations um, as you see it? Um, obviously, it's more intense, isn't it? It's presumably more work for you to do, you know, booking up days in the week, trying to fill days, doing weekends. There's more changeovers, all of this stuff, isn't there? More cleaning, more management. Um, how do you see the two and the difference between the two? Cost. 100%. In what? In what? In, what in any way, in 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 usage of of the of the traffic into the house, the changeovers, the linen, the usage of the house, general mm. usage of the house, mm. it's cost. So that incur more cost for you. What Absolutely about yes. If someone's taken on for a month, what about sort of the deal? You know, what about the flip side of it? How much um, incoming money? Um, if someone wants property for for a month, um, do you find they'll they'll pay the same rate as someone who would pay for two or three days, or they'd be looking for a, a significant discount on that for the the longer duration? It depends on the individual um, circumstances. 
when it comes to the contracts and the sizes of the contracts that they have. Sometimes if you have something that contractors need and prefer more, they will be ready to pay more for that. Overall, the rates that are on Airbnb is not always the rates that you would normally pay. I My direct rates are always lower while trying mm -hmm. to make them lower. It will depend how well the business is going during that month, if it's not a very long-term booking, if that makes sense. Because I will, I need to make sure that we cover the cost very first before we offer any discounts. Yes, people do expect discounts, which is fine. Um, yeah, again, it depends. It depends on the time of the year. It depends on the depends on the on the customers as well. Mm -hmm. Smaller, smaller, smaller companies, um, contractors or smaller contractor companies, they want to pay less. They want to put more in their in their houses. The bigger ones, the ones that have a much larger budget, not so fussed about it. So you've mentioned during it, we've talked about so far. You've mentioned a few times about kind of getting the properties ready and taking quite a lot of pride in uh, presenting uh, the property your properties. Um, just tell us a bit about how you do sort of furnish your properties and what you what you do to a furnish them, but then b kind of present the whole package um, in, a, in as good a light as possible? Yes, I think it's mainly you need to understand what your client wants and what's interesting to you might not be very of interest to your client or ideal customer avatar. Mm -hmm. So first it's think, thinking about what do people that search for the property mm -hmm. are looking for? Second, in terms of furnishings, again, I try to stay away from Ikea. Uh, a lot of the things, which I actually enjoy a lot of searching on websites or secondhand, charity shops, auction houses, etc. So a lot of that, it, it's a, a bespoke search and mm -hmm. partly because I enjoy it. And the other the other part to it, I, want, I, I do want basis to feel comfortable mm -hmm. I mean I have ordered eBay tables in the past but they they just ridiculous and you you'll always pay twice if the chairs will break if if a good sized man will sit down on it mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. I don't think it's worth it yeah yeah well I think the um I think you made the key point right at the beginning there which is understanding the avatar of the people that come into your property and understanding what they're going to want um and I think once you've understood that, as you say, once you have understood it and you've kind of got that in your head, then it does probably become easier, doesn't it? But if you've not, if yeah. you've not, if you've got that first step wrong, you very easily kind of go off down a tangent, wouldn't you? And just go and put something in which is inappropriate, not suitable. And I mean, I, I don't know whether it's suitable or not suitable. I think it, some things might not be just useful hmm. and you can't you, you will never know for sure until you try it. And it's 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 okay to try things instead of just following. You know, we want to put a pool table. Go and put a pool table. That's that's okay. That's fine. Mm. It's it's very much about trying it out, talking to people, seeing what they would like, and that's in in any way. Whether you go and and cater for contractors or you cater for holiday makers, 
just be unique and don't be afraid of using your own imagination or being a bit different because there's a lot of same things out there I think you need to have an element of you in in there as well to to make it your own space as, as opposed to just following the same you know if you go on Airbnb you can see how similar all these properties are so that slight uniqueness then that you think that's it's well worthwhile doing that and just putting your own kind of little personal stamp on it yes and just and obviously bearing in mind what the what the customer potentially wants whether it's a holiday maker whereas a holiday maker but also you know different you can have a family you can have who do you cater and you just kind of work it from there yeah yeah sure enough so just another question for you and there's lots of different ways to do this but i'm always just interested on different approach of, of different people that i speak to i'm interested to to understand when you take on a new property obviously you, like you go you'll go and look at it you'll go and meet the landlord um for for any new property that you're thinking of taking on um and then obviously you need to convince convince the landlord that you're the right person to go with but also as a, a big part of that you need to be thinking about how much you'll offer them for the property in terms of in terms of the rental there's lots of different ways to do it how do you go about it Okay, there's a few things in the question that I kind of would want to unpack as well. So the first, I'd say I try not to convince people. My goal is not to convince them. If I feel like I need to convince somebody, we're probably not the right people to work together. I I, I do strongly feel that landlords can benefit so much from my services. So I can simply ask what they would like and what the ideal letting type I suppose would be but most they just want to know that they have the money every month um with that you get much more with with, with the rent most of rent to rent services you get much more with that because obviously one of the first things nobody will look after the property more than we do because it has to look pristine every day pretty much it mm-hmm. has to look great. So the first thing I would say, I don't try to convince them because if they can't see the benefits of that, it's probably not going to work very well for you know for the future. Um, the second thing is about the fees. So I do look at the market value, uh, what's 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 happening in the market overall. So what the rental, what the person would be getting. As a as a as a buy to let as a normal straight rent. However, a lot of the I have seen quite a few people say that landlords want more, want more, and sometimes request more. I tend to be quite reluctant in, into going onto that part, into that kind of agreement. Um, I think market rate. I'm not. I'm happy to pay market rate when the numbers stack maybe a little bit more on very very odd occasion looking at what i think from my experience what i would be able to earn from the from from the property um i tend to yeah i tend to run the numbers and and see what's what's the potential mm-hmm. earning from that in different months and what can i 
what can I do basically? What can I what can I do with that with that house with that property? But I don't I wouldn't pay more than the market rate. I think the other thing is to remember is that we I don't know I think quite a few rent to rent companies do that, but um, we tend to cover up to like a minimal refurbs and issues that arise up to two hundred and fifty pound. Mm-hmm. So any call outs, any any things like that, I have to attend it because obviously it's my company, my name to the end and mm-hmm. customer. And I don't tend to bother people or landlords if it's a hundred or hundred and fifty pound. Um, and obviously with us, you don't have to pay the fees to agent. So you save on that front straight away if it's through an agent, if it's not, if it's directly to the yeah. landlord. Yeah. And how many, what kind of length deals are you doing with your landlords? It seems to be that sort of three to five years seems to be sort of typical kind of durations. Yes, that's that's correct. It wouldn't be really worth it for, say, a year. I do say to them that if you're not happy after a year, we can look into this. But I've, I've not had that. And, you know, why would somebody be unhappy if they get their money every month? There's no issues. They don't have to worry about that. There's, mm. there's no problem but normally uh, i do say three to five years and it can be extended yeah 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 sure 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 so the next question is part of that is how how are you working out how much you think you can earn from each property again there's there's various different ways of doing that and there's various pieces of software out there that you can use to help with that uh, how do you do it so um experience i would say experience uh comparables and then how much cash i have mm-hmm. to put into the house that yeah, that would probably yeah. be the the couple of those i wouldn't trust any of the soft, softwares out there i just i think a lot of people use and i don't want to name drop it because i feel quite bad but a lot of pe- people use a certain one that i am just you can't rely on one piece of the software. What you have to understand about the softwares is that they just scrape and pull data off Airbnb mm-hmm. and it will not necessarily be a correct correct numbers there because overall you will never know what people are renting the houses for in, in real life. Mm-hmm. We, t- we, we convert quite a few and we convert at different prices uh, than than um, than they advertised. Mm-hmm. Sometimes mm-hmm. it has to be lower. Sometimes it has to be I can push higher. <laughs> you know, it, it depends. So I, I wouldn't trust on uh, I wouldn't trust softwares. It's trial and see what's happening in the in the market overall. See, looking at the competition, looking what competition has to offer versus what you have to offer because mm-hmm. if you can position yourself quite well I wouldn't price out price at the very bottom at the cheapest because if you pay cheap you if you pay not that's not a correct one if you if you start to aim at people who look for cheap you'll get loads of problems and I, that my experience mm-hmm. um I think pricing yourself in the middle somewhere that that's that's just you know, perfect and and trying to make the space a little bit more 
I want to say higher end, not necessarily higher end, a little bit more than the IKEA cupboards and landlord packs of yeah. furniture. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, hopefully that makes sense. No, but then no, the sure landlord enough. packs, I mean, we all have seen those wood chip wardrobes all throughout. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you're when you're off looking at, um, you know, with, you find a lead where however you, if someone comes to you, a recommendation or whatever it might be, and you go and look at a property, so it could be a house or a flat in, in Leeds, for example. Um, and obviously you're thinking in your head, ideally, you like to work um, and have contractors stay in, in your properties. So what kind of property do you think, oh, great, this is going to be perfect? And what kind of property do you think that, you know, this one's not necessarily going to be the best for um, for the my kind of clientele. Um, or you know, maybe you think, yeah, they're they're all fantastic, but I suspect there's certain bits you think, yeah, this is going to be perfect. Oh, you are all my secrets. What <laughs> uh, um, I look at the space and the location. I look at the bedroom space and the amount of bedrooms as well. But you can't have too many bedrooms if you don't have enough bathrooms so you have to have a ratio you yeah so, so primarily is location parking um and the space overall mm. if it was if it was to 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 purchase uh then i would look if it's possible to add more bathrooms if it was if if somebody's going that way yeah but you can't go too big with only one bathroom i've seen people say that they try to and they've had conversations like this trying to how many people we can stick in this house it's like you only have one bathroom yeah you can't you can't put six people in there can you imagine yeah what they're yeah. gonna do five yeah. for the bath it's, it's it's just no it's a big yeah. no yeah um but but if you've so got that, if, if you've got the bathrooms you can you can kind of go the house can sort of have all, within reason as many bedrooms as you've got, as long as you've got a sensible number of bathrooms to go with it. Essentially, is is the way I count is the bath bedroom per person, mm -hmm. and that's that because, like I said before, some will share, some will not share. Most most will not share. About ninety five percent will not share bedrooms so you kind of work from there and if it was if there's only one bedroom uh, bathroom I would not go more than three bedrooms mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so this is again I suppose this comes back to what we we're saying earlier about that you are thinking about how much you can earn that's telling you how much you can earn from a property as well isn't it and then that's that's telling you how much you can afford to offer in rent as well isn't it because you know um you know, this is putting the pieces of the puzzle there for you, isn't it, in terms of how much you can earn from it? Yes, normally I can tell you within maybe five, ten minutes whether the property, whether I think the property will work or not. And I've had to, I've had to say no, and I had to fight people and say, and I don't want that. It's just mm. not going to work. There's no point of me taking something that that I genuinely think is just not going to work. I'm not, I'm not doing it. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah. So normally, normally. I'll know and I think I've spent two years I don't even remember definitely a year a year and a half in Leeds now uh, I feel quite you know when you start getting to know all the areas so yeah 
yeah, I, I normally know within within a couple of minutes. If I look at the map, I can I can say, and then you look at the house as well. Yeah, experience. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And and it doesn't. This is a question, but it doesn't have to necessarily. If you say you look in areas, it doesn't have to be the necessarily the the poshest part or the best part of town. It's just got to not be, not be the worst part. I don't know. You tell me. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so it doesn't. It, yeah, I mean, you don't want people burning bonfire in the middle of the road. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, I would. It doesn't have to. I certainly wouldn't do contract estates in the best area. Absolutely, it wouldn't even be worth it. In, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. of the house prices. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. you you got to yeah. I, I definitely do look at the street overall. Because if it would be, you know, loads of rubbish, mattresses, yeah, mattresses lying on the on 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 the in in the yards, you, you wouldn't want to do that. You definitely wouldn't want to do it. It's like a sweet um, spot in the middle there, isn't there? Where you, yeah, yeah. It's looking at the main streets. So or where do they lead? Well, potentially where the contractors would be going. I, I look at that at that more than anything, and. The bad areas, what they call bad areas, bad areas tend to get fixed during the time. So you just got to look with at the outskirts of these bad areas because mm -hmm. they most likely be absolutely fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. OK, fantastic. So I think we've covered a lot there. What's um, what are the next things on the horizon for you, Justine? And what are you thinking about over the next the next couple of years? Some of the some of the things you've got on your mind, big challenges perhaps coming up or. Oh, there's loads of ideas. <laughs> um, so we, I, I am considering adding um, management only for people because from from what I hear, it is, it is needed, um, mainly because I feel that a lot of management companies tend to tend to say that they do management, but all they do is just reply to comms on Airbnb and booking.com. Mm -hmm. And I think service accommodation is not just about that. Um, it's not just about that. It's also about marketing off offline or off these uh, OTAs or what I mean, Booking.com and Airbnb. Because essentially, Airbnb and Booking.com owns everything and owns your business. If that's where mm -hmm. is, if that's the only places that you are, if you don't work to create your own customer base, your own relationship. They own you and they can do exactly what they did in 2020, where they switched and they were not allowed to book anyone. A lot of people were panicking and it was terrible to see a lot of businesses gone down because of that. Mm. And a lot of people who still needed accommodation got stranded as well. But that's that just shows that that shows that you don't own that. You do not have the business if that's what all mm -hmm. you rely. And a lot of management companies, from what I've seen, and I could be wrong, and I'm really sorry if uh, <laughs> if if you are one of the people that listen and think, oh no, that's not me. Uh, but from what I've heard and what I've seen, a lot of them just concentrate on going on and you know just replying to comes on. Um, Airbnb booking.com and that is that that's all that happens that, that's the management I want to create something with where we try and do the very best in terms of bringing the customers outside of 
the Airbnb outside of Booking.com with the marketing team going and working towards making the successful business. And obviously, you know, working with the landlord, working with the owner, mm. what they want. So that's that's uh, that's the aim. Um, we're also looking at creating a referral system in in Leeds and probably out um, out in in the whole of UK. So everybody who the all the operators, service accommodation owners, operators slash operators, um, but kind of working in a different way where we vet the the property so we know that they have a certain features in there because mm-hmm. I would feel quite, I would feel responsible for referring my client to someone to the property and then they not being quite, the property not being quite up to scratch, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. having, you know, issues. And I'm not talking about little things, but having quite big issues. So that's a, that's a referral program of, I'm applying on network more than more than yeah network that I'm I'm thinking that would be really good and it's something that it will be coming good good lots of ideas lots of ideas in the pipeline then Justina if any of our listeners um would want to get in touch with you perhaps they've got properties um in, in Leeds or Burnley that they'd be interested in discussing with you or whatever it might be what's the best way for people listening to the show to to reach out to you so if anyone if, if they have a question in terms of service accommodation i'm happy to answer and help or, or to to for somebody to take through of setting up service accommodation from buy to let uh i think the best one it would be just find me on social media i've got my names are i'm under my names hiding and I think it would be uh, uh, the best the best option to just message me on Instagram message me on Facebook and I'll get back to you okay okay perfect Justina it's been fantastic to have you with us today I know it's uh, it's been an early start for both of us um, we've not had a chance to talk about it but I know you've got a school run to do I've got my own school run to do as well so uh, it's been great for you to have joined us so early it's been fantastic to have you on I've really enjoyed it um thank you Dame. i really enjoyed this thank you so much for inviting me it was an absolute pleasure i hope you enjoyed this week's show and remember we have a new conversation with a uk-based short-term rental expert every week released on a monday morning If you enjoyed the show, please do leave a review and a five-star rating. This really does help with the search algorithm and helps others to find the show and helps us to grow the show organically. Have a great week and I'll see you next time on TFE.